Live from the offices of Great River Investments in the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, this is the Marvin Knows Finances Show. I'm your host, Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner, and joining me today is Joe Jolin of Jolin Media in West Burlington, Iowa. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in, and for all your listeners on Google Podcasts and Spotify, don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you prefer to see how we make the show come together, please check out our YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. Just like the last and every time, I have to take care of a little business before we get moving too far forward to please my compliance department. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered representative with Brokers Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. So, Joe, our topic of the week actually comes from my daughter, Natalie, this week, she did a great which job. I love. Yeah. So um, to give you a little background, you know, Natalie is working as an LPN at one of our local nursing homes and is starting to focus more on the money she's making because right now she's just picking up insane hours and mm-hmm. making literally more money than she's ever made in her life, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she called me up the other day, sent me a text, whatever it was, and said, hey, Dad, can you help me put together a budget? So when the time comes, you know, she's prepared to move out, do her own thing, and kind of, you know, not only survive, but excel mm-hmm. on the financial thing. Yeah. And that got me thinking, you know, you know, this is our 20th podcast now, which thank you all for listening, by the way. Um, we've really never talked about money and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think we've dabbled it into some of the conversations sure. before. Yeah. But... Um, you know, we've gone over the budgeting process before on this budget podcast, so we're not going to be doing that again. Um, but Natalie's questions got me thinking about money and relationships because she's at the age where eventually that will become a near-term reality for her mm-hmm. and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and she will want to move on to that next step of advice. So what type of advice am I talking about? So money problems are one of the two main issues mm-hmm. that cause relationship problems, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure we can all guess what the other one is, mm-hmm. but this does not have to be the case. So here are some pointers that you know we wanted to come up with today to make you kind of consider um, some advice that I gave my children or will give my children as they advance through life. So number one and most important, if you are not married, hmm. do not commingle funds or mm-hmm. debts, okay? Hmm. Now, bottom line, don't do it. This is going to be an extremely hard concept for some people to grasp onto because Um, If you're at the point in your relationship where you're talking about spending an eternity with somebody and you have um, two people, you automatically want to start paying each other's bills and stuff like that, okay? Unfortunately, life has a funny way of screwing things up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've had a situation, and I'll just use this as an example, where um, there was a lady who was very financially responsible with her money, had done a good job saving through college, had her career going and stuff like that. She starts dating a gentleman who's not quite as fiscally responsible. Hmm. They're in complete love with each other. Okay, mm-hmm. um, We start talking about whether it's a good idea for her to help him pay off the debts hmm. before they're married. And the advice was no. Okay, don't, don't do that. Because sure enough, what happened was is the relationship fell apart. She was able to walk away free and clear, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, not including the emotional heartbreak, but sure. the financial sure. responsibility part. Yep. Um, and the gentleman was left, you know, holding his debt like he should have been from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So the other piece of advice that we gave her was, look, if you think this is going to be a long-term situation and you're a good saver, let him continue to make his payments as he's been doing on his own, okay? But you can start building up some savings on the side so when 
you are married mm-hmm. and your money becomes his and his money becomes yours and your debts become his and his debts become yours, mm-hmm. then you have some money to kind of knock that out of there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I was super glad mm-hmm. that she took the responsibility to not do it. I don't think it caused a lot of warm, fuzzy feelings between the two of them. Sure. You know, because she told him no. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it was it was the right thing to do. Sure. So if you are not married, do not commingle funds or debts. It's just not going to work out. Um, before you get married, you need to have a discussion with your partner and yourself about your beliefs towards money and debt. Um, this is kind of an eye-opening mm-hmm. situation for a lot of people. Sure. Um, you know, it's funny because sometimes people will go into a relationship and they think one thing, but the reality is different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, you and you and Crystal as an example, mm-hmm. you might, you guys seem to be a very good team when it comes to money, and you know, she's a very money not driven person, but very money smart person because mm-hmm. of what she does for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, so did you guys have that conversation back in the day? I don't think we did. Uh, and early on, I mean, we were like minded uh, in our beliefs, but as far as financially, we might not have had that conversation. Uh, you know, we had the conversation of how many kids we want mm-hmm. and do we, you know, some of the other bigger decisions too, but uh, probably not as much as we should have. Mm-hmm. So And same here, you yeah. know, probably not as much as we should have. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned, you know, people talking about, you know, goals, how many kids to have, mm-hmm. do we want to put them through college, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, talking to somebody about, you know, I don't have a problem buying a $70,000 car and the other spouse is like, whoa, $70,000 car, I was thinking $7,000 car. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kind of things you need to have. Um, I've also heard recently that churches, like you go to pre-counseling for churches mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, churches are actually requiring people to take a money course, hmm. have this discussion. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. So make sure that if you're at that stage of life where, you know, marriage in the next two, five, ten years, whatever the time may be, that you and your significant other sit down and actually talk about um, what are your beliefs towards money. Mm -hmm. I know it's weird to say that, but you really should have that conversation. Yeah, and I I think for us, too, you know, we got married young, and so neither one of us had uh, money to begin Mm -hmm. with. And so it was probably a little easier of a conversation uh, when neither one of us have money. But I suppose even still having this idea of, you know, you're discussing careers and where the careers are going to go. And typically those careers will have kind of an implied mm-hmm. income level. And so mm-hmm. um, it's, I suppose it is a natural conversation. Yep. And it would be more difficult, you know, if, if, if you're older and you're already established in your career and already established and you said fiscally. Fiscally responsible. Responsible. Yeah, yeah. it would be more that that's more of a key conversation to have. So yep. and you bring up an excellent point. You know, it seems like when we were younger. Uh, and maybe it was just our, our fault or we just didn't make enough money back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a lot to really discuss. Right. You know, like we're both broke. So <laughs> hey, you got enough yeah. money to pay the tolls going to work. <laughs> right. Kind of thing, exactly. you know, but yeah. these kids nowadays, you oh, know, man. yeah, my God, they're making so much money. They can mm-hmm. make so much money. Yeah. You know, we did that uh, thing with your kids here not too long ago. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, my God, they can make a couple hundred bucks a day if they just really apply mm-hmm. themselves. That's a lot of money yeah. to be making, and uh, there really seems to be no no ceiling on it. Right. Well, so, yeah, there's no ceiling, and then there's no uh, real discipline on saving. And so I think, especially referring back to that podcast, you know, and talking with them, I think it was good that we discussed, you know, the saving yes, aspect. They got to learn how to save, and just yeah. like they learn how to make it, they got to learn how to save it. Yeah. So um that also brings up another thing my mind's kind of going 100 miles an hour right now but mm-hmm. a second marriage for people mm-hmm. you know where they actually mm-hmm. are more established in life yeah. you know um if you have a situation where you have a spouse who's significantly more well off than the other um and you want to protect that for maybe kids from the first marriage or something mm-hmm. like that you know prenups yeah oh my god a prenup yeah i thought that was only for rich people and celebrities right nope 
That's yeah. for a lot of people. So. And then it might even need to be another converse, another podcast because, yeah, there's been a few <laughs> situations where yeah. uh, second marriages or maybe the, one of the spouses died and yep. a new spouse comes in and kids yep. from the first marriage and, you know, trusts and wills yeah. are altered. and Yeah. We may need to get Mio in for that one. Yeah, that's that's beyond, <laughs> way beyond my pay grade. Let's get but, that attorney in here and yeah. give some legal advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so you're young. Once marriage happens, um, let's talk about financial responsibility to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Honesty is the key. Mm-hmm. You have to be honest with mm-hmm. your spouse. Um, you know, we've talked about the whole budget process before and having those budgetary meetings. Um, you, this, these can't be one-sided things, folks. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, Joe's sitting there talking to his wife mm-hmm. and he sees something she don't like mm-hmm. or she sees something, whatever, she don't like, she's going to tell him. That's typically the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So honesty is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, item number two, don't hide money. Mm. Don't hide money. Um, it's kind of amazing how many people out there have a secret account or, you know, stashing money somewhere for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do that. Um it's, it's kind of a, it's not necessarily a bad thing that you have some money saved, but the other spouse may not look too favorably upon it if they mm-hmm. find out about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you need to discuss who's responsible for what. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm definitely old school. And what I mean by that is when you're married, there's no his account, my account, I pay these bills, he pays these bills. Um, I've kind of always been under the belief that everything should funnel into a joint account mm-hmm. and then bills should be paid together, mm-hmm. okay? Now, the modern world doesn't necessarily agree with me on that in all cases. You know, you might pay the mortgage, you might pay the property taxes, you mm-hmm. might pay the light bills, you might pay the cable. Mm-hmm. That's fine, I guess, if it works. But remember, when you entered into this marital contract, you mm-hmm. did do it as a team. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely one of those people who think it's, it's wise to have joint accounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then final point is, you know, marriage is a legal contract. So if one person runs up debt, it's also the other partners. Mm-hmm. You know, in this office and in my whole career, I've heard about, you know, people who, oh, let's use an extreme example, they gamble, okay? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you've got forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 of credit card debt sitting out there that the other spouse didn't know about. A lot of people will be like, oh, I'd just walk away from that situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their spouse. Mm-hmm. And they understand that they took on that obligation to uh, pay off that debt. Mm-hmm. you know, for the other person, mm-hmm. even though they don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so some final successful pointers on having successful money and money in a relationship. Um, we've already talked about working on finances as a team, you know, um, trying not to make any stupid purchases mm-hmm. um, that the other spouse don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I know I've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done it before? Oh, yeah, I've done it. I, I, if you have time on this podcast, I'd be happy to share. Yeah, we got all the time in the world. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I was hoping you were going to say no. No, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, it was early on in our marriage, and um, I just had a motorcycle on the brain, like, and all of a sudden I just found a deal on one and just bought one and just showed up at the house with the trailer and this motorcycle on the back and I'll never forget the look on my wife's face when she saw that and then saw me <laughs> and we had a conversation and uh anyways but no she you know obviously we're, we're we we've got through it but there's just sometimes and just like I'm sure most other people have them too that yeah 
Uh, that probably wasn't too smart. It, it's funny yeah. you mentioned a motorcycle because I've heard other stories of four wheelers. Yeah. Um, I've heard guys, of, yeah. you know, I guess boys and their toys yeah, is kind of really what you want to say. say. It's not so. guy stuff because there's, you know, my daughters love being on the four wheelers too, but yeah, exactly. Toys. Purses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoes. Hey, let's, like yeah, let's just focus on us. Let's not <laughs> focus on the spouse. Because <laughs> we could be here all day. No, I'm oh, man. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. Okay. Um, work towards shared goals. Um, you know, if you're talking, if you're communicating, if you're if you're having open and honest communications, you know, it's important for the spouse to say, hey, you know, we want to take a family trip to Disney. You know, that's a common shared goal that you might want to plan for at some point in the future. Um, you want to retire at a certain age. You want to pay for kids' college. All those things need to be discussed. And um, I can always tell when families come into my office whether they've been talking or not hmm. because I can see the looks they pass back and forth hmm. between each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Total shock and yeah, awe. Like, what? What the or hell? Just what cross the hell your is arms that? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they cross their arms and sit back, the meeting's over because yeah, somebody's boy. in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, communication's the key. Um, and then I put down here in my notes, uh, be generous. You know, be generous, but not to a fault. You know, I want, you know, if, if you're a spiritual couple and you feel like tithing to the church, you know, be generous. Support ministries. Support, support your local church. Support your Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. You know, Work it in there to where you feel good as a couple mm-hmm. to be generous. Be generous to your children, but not to a fault. Mm-hmm. You know, give them what they need. Give them what they earn, but not to a fault. Okay. So we've talked about all the successful relationships and the successful marriages, but now we need to talk about the flip side of the coin. You know, what happens in a divorce? Okay. Money in a divorce can be extremely terrible. It can be irritating. It can be... It can be uh, disastrous. Messy is a perfect way to look for it. Okay. So I'm going to throw a little disclaimer out there real quick and just, you know, to say, you know, divorce in the United States varies by state. Okay. There's things out there called community property states. And I'm just going to use California as an example. But community property states are where the spouse is entitled to 50% no matter what, no matter who earned it, no matter anything, 50-50. Okay. Um, I didn't look this up, but I think there's 13 community property states and if you're looking at a map of the united states i think it starts like in washington and just kind of rolls its way down the west coast and down the southern border and then you include louisiana in there so um you know if you're listening to this podcast from california as an example um, which i hope you are realize you're in a community property state and if divorce is on the table for you then be prepared because 50 percent is kind of the general rule um so every state's different um, between state laws, beneficiaries, dividing assets, detangling your finances can be incredibly complicated. So if you and your spouse can do this, um, here are some pointers to possibly help. Okay. I know this sounds weird right off the bat, but try to work together. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you've already come to the agreement that marriage is not going to be a situation you're going to be in any longer. Why make it worse by arguing more? Hmm. And what we've seen, what we've seen is sometimes it's just the smallest details. Like I, I want that vase. Well, I bought that vase, you know, and something stupid like that will hang up the whole divorce proceedings. So, mm-hmm. you know, try to work together, try to be amicable. Um, I don't want to use the word friendly, but try to be reasonable when it comes to uh, getting through this thing. Um, legal representation. Um, it's always a good idea to have an attorney, not necessarily who specializes in divorce, but somebody who can help guide you. Um, read over the legal documents. Make sure you're not giving something that you didn't want to give and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. Um so you don't necessarily need one. 
Um, but keep in mind that if your spouse has an attorney, that spouse is being represented by that attorney, and that attorney does not represent you, and they really don't care what your feelings are <laughs> towards mm -hmm. things, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, um, close joint bank accounts, pretty simple thing to do. Um, depending on your bank, you just go in and say, hey, I'm you know, getting divorced. Some banks will just take the person's name off. Some people will tell you to, you have to open up a brand new account. Mm -hmm. Then you got to go through all the rigmarole of doing that, but it's really not a big deal. Um, another pointer, get a copy of your credit report for any open credit cards and loans. Um, once again, this might be a situation where you do uncover something that you didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. You know, a spouse might have a credit card out there that you didn't know about. Um, definitely needs to be talked about. Um, dividing the assets. You know, keep in mind that sometimes the smallest details are not worth fighting over. I said that a few minutes ago, but really think mm -hmm. about that, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it can be simple. It can be complicated. It's going to be up to you. And then, of course, refinancing the home. You know, if you end up with a home and your spouse is still on the title, you need to refinance that home at some point to get that person's name off of there for free and legal clear of the title. And then, of course, that other spouse does not have any liability towards the home. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so uh, we're going to close the show on that. I'm um, sorry it's kind of a downer topic, but mm -hmm. um, divorce is reality in this country. Mm -hmm. um, people go through it all the time. Hopefully those are just a couple of uh, simple pointers that we can give to you. So um, money and relationships do not have to be complicated. As a matter of principle, it can be quite easy, assuming you just follow a few simple rules and ideas. Um, we have seen many examples of couples working together and succeeding in meeting their goals, and they've never had any issues. Unfortunately, we've seen the other side of the coin and watched couples separate due to money issues. Okay, So please don't let financial situations be the reason for divorce. It's simply not worth it because it can be worked through, and uh, you'll do much better as a team than individually trying to do it on your own. My heartfelt thanks goes out to all of you for listening today. A special thanks to Joe Jolin from Jolin Media for joining me today and providing their amazing, his amazing feedback and information. We do want to send a special shout-out to Todd Slatke, though, our mm -hmm. normal guy who is with us today, my partner at Great River Investments, Joe. Our uh, Todd and uh, his wife, Kay, are our brand-new grandparents. Wow. Congratulations, so, Todd. Yep. They're up visiting the grandbaby today, so uh, congratulations to them. Uh, we want to hear from you, so please reach out to me by either giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visiting my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com. Go to the contact section, contact us section of the site. I don't know why I can't say that. Every time. And I, our member of my team, may be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Thank you again for listening to the Marvin Knows Finances Show. This has been Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner. Have an amazing day.